You're listening to Not Another Origin Story, the comic book movie podcast. I'm your host, Pogues, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Ben Chapman. Pogues, it's great to be here, you know? it's I'm so excited to be getting into another film. It's um, it's really important for us to, uh, you know, being, being a comic book movie podcast in this competitive world of podcasts covering the Marvel Universe and just movies in general, it's important that we, as a, as a, as a pair of co-hosts, uh, be practical and um, responsive to the entertainment that we cover. So, of course, we got, uh, we got in, into the studio as fast as we could to make Captain America Civil War. You know, um, you know it, it was released uh, uh, in 2016. So Our fingers are on the pulse <laughs> of the world around us. Came out in, um, yeah, in May of 2016, so... We are, uh, we are we are we are just rushing to the studio, you know. Um, we certainly didn't let any, you know, years of aging or any major world events transpire before we got around to doing this podcast episode. So, um, and certainly uh, nothing else has developed in the Marvel universe since then. It's been it's been a big yawn um, for the last. <clears throat> Six years. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing else going on. Whoo! Um, but it, it's a great no. It, in all seriousness, it is really interesting to return. I mean, lots lots of people do Marvel rewatches, especially during the pandemic. I know it was a thing I heard a few friends of mine talk about. Uh, I never really got around to it, so I gotta say it's been quite a while since I've consumed this movie. Um, yeah, yeah, it's been. So- probably three or four years since i've seen it and it's certainly been like a a moment of um of notable like scrutiny you know to, to watch this film and to try and take notes and and to try and like piece apart things that 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 seem strange now in hindsight or that connect to more interesting pieces that came later in the mcu um but uh i'm ready to talk all right well that's good because this is a podcast it's audio only format is perfectly suited to you talking. Uh, this was this is probably going to be a tough episode because this is I think maybe my favorite MCU movie. So there's not a lot for me to be like, boy, isn't this bad? You know. Well, you know there my stance. There are some things though that get me, but you know my stance. They haven't made a good um, superhero movie since Ang Lee's The Hulk. So um, <laughs> you know they peaked I, I... with Hulk Poodle. You know, I text, you know, I, I send direct messages to the Russo brothers like once a day saying uh, radioactive dogs, please. And they just they never get back to me. They just... It's offensive. They should have appeared. at least. In, <laughs> I mean, there's so many of their movies. They could no one even in. talks about them. All right. No one even brings them up. It's it, I mean, a fucking Ross is in here. He could be like, you know, it's you guys have have led to a uh, to an era of irresponsible you know, a black ops that we can no longer, this, this country can no longer handle. Also, did you see that radioactive poodle? That's just weird. We can't have that. That was fucking weird. <laughs> that, that is a scene that I like where, uh, they try to make like a point and Thunderbolt Ross is like, if I lost some nukes, you'd bet I, you bet there'd be some accountability. It's like, no, there's not. We have lost nukes. Literally the United States government has lost several nuclear warheads and we don't know where they are. One of them fell off of a truck in our own country, and we didn't find it. Let that sink in. So no, there is no accountability. Yeah. I don't think we should really hold the Avengers to the set anything that, better. That is absolutely the number one thing that just like hung in my head watching this movie again. Was any time we had a sequence where the military was like, I don't know, guys, you guys have been really careless. Yeah. <laughs> could have cast somebody not as a general to do this i mean they're not known for their no friendly fire policy yeah in addition to that like especially considering this came out in 2016 i know that ultimately the Sokovia accords would direct uh control the avengers to uh a un panel not necessarily an american uh panel which is also weird because the un panel would be directing exclusively americans (laughs) 
I mean, it's, it's, it's I also, mean, Wanda's, Wanda's a, a question mark. I don't know what her current immigration status is, but... Well, the thing I thought was weird was they were like, the UN will do it. It's like, the UN can't send troops to fight now. Like, they're always peacekeeping yeah. forces. Why would you put... Not that, you know, I mean, there's also a lot of other problems with the UN. But it just seemed like such a weird thing where, like, the UN will decide what to do with it. It's like, oh, interesting also, choice. I also love... If there's anything that backs up Steve's idea any long anymore, is also the idea that, like, Steve Rogers would have, like... Schedule a meeting that got like rescheduled like six times, and then finally like like have have like a a, a small sandwich while he's waiting for them to finally let him into the waiting room, and then he have to go in with Tony and try to explain like Thanos to like <laughs> to, to, to like to like the representative from like you know uh f- from like from like Greece. <laughs> it was just sort of like. Yeah. So he's a big purple spaceman? Doesn't sound too dangerous to me. Can anyone lend us some money? Anyway. <laughs> Please. We really need some money. That's, that's I, our... I can't even get my car out of the garage right now. Uh, yeah, it, it was also just like, I don't know, it was... the One of the things, too, that struck me in re-watching this is, like, this is post-Winter Soldier, where they found out that, like, S.H.I.E.L.D., who they thought was a good agency, had been infiltrated entirely by HYDRA. So, like, Steve's point is, like, yeah, we shouldn't give, like, say to a, a, a like a governmental body, which could easily be taken over by terrorists, as was done by our ultra-secret, top-secret Black Ops unit. You know what I mean? It's like, it's not like they took over a Bennigan's or something. You know what I mean? It's like, they took over, essentially, the CIA, and no one noticed so it's like, yeah, he makes a good point. Probably shouldn't give control of the Avengers over to a group of randos. It was very, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, I don't know. It's also sort of, like, one of the things that's silly to me about it, too, is, like, Tony's really, like, it's the Avengers' so- uh, fault that Sokovia happened. It's, like, it's 110% your fault. Like, it's all you and Bruce Banner's fault. Nobody else said, make an AI. <laughs> like, you guys did that on your own, and they were pissed that it happened. Yeah. Um, I know we're, we're jumping ahead here, but this is the the most ju- juiciest thing to talk about. I, I mean, the scene with Thaddeus Ross just did not ring. Like, I appreciated it as a story element. It's fantastic um, as a story element if you ignore the real sociopolitical constructs that they're attempting to to just pantomime. But, but the idea that, that what they do has consequences especially when and we see that at the beginning the, at the beginning of this movie when they go to like other nations and like yes. get into explosive fist fights and then go back to america like that would definitely trigger a lot of like ch- like complaints like you you guys blew up a building in our city it's like yeah well there was a guy named crossbones <laughs> he was being a real ass <laughs> But what this, like, like, what's sort of also funny, though, is, like, in that they're like, you guys came and you blew up that building, which is bad. I'm not to know. But sure. if she hadn't have done that, there was way more people who, for some reason, refused to run away from that marketplace when people with guns showed up and drove a truck through it. I don't know who was like, well, let's just hang out and see what happens. Uh, but, like, if she hadn't thrown him up in the air, it probably would have been, like, five times the amount of casualties because, like, he was going to blow up in the center of a, yeah. like, a marketplace that had, like, several hundred people in it. If, 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 she, if, if she messes up, but it's like also the same people there killed a bunch of people and then stole a like a bio weapon. So it's like, yeah, I get the Avengers fucked up, but like, what what's your other solution? Just don't send them and just let those guys take a bio weapon and hope for the best. And and by the way, these were these were like disavowed Shield agents that were secretly working for like a secret yeah, organization. Yeah, yeah, the re- the And I know the the movies like to create Hydra and Shield as sort of like. Um, uh, hollow vessels of like the, the the things that they're attached to. Like Shield is just the American government slash military, but it's okay because it's Shield. It's different. And then like Hydra is like you know any any terrorist organization we or or, or country we don't like, like Russia or the Middle East or whatever. But now they're Hydra. You know what I mean? So I Who understand more they, evil Nazis. Uh, they're you know, they're, they're like strong. They're, yes, they're straw men of like the the uh, of these like things these political con political concepts but nonetheless shields essentially just like a branch of the government and yeah. they're responsible for creating and arming crossbones and giving him access to the training and the munitions to do the bomb 
and it was just it would it would be like if if like a rogue FBI agent like went crazy and like planted a bomb in New York City and then SWAT ran in and when trying to defuse it they accidentally set it off and we all got mad at the SWAT team like I don't yeah. understand why like that guy shouldn't have gone in there and tried to defuse that bomb that was stupid well, that's, that's what I mean idiot that's what's so weird is it's not like it's just like she throws hey, him in the air to let's, say let's, just Captain America let's make being that guy illegal what the guy that tried to defuse the bomb I hate him let's make that illegal <laughs> It was just very yeah. That's what got yeah. me. I was like, I don't understand. She arguably saved it feels more weird. people's lives. Again, and... I know it's all optics and stuff, but yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. yeah. But it was just sort of funny that like I was like, oh boy, this is like when in rewatching, I was like, they probably could have come up with like a better thing. Well, and, and you think it's because like the you know because like we... Sokovia is all they need. Tony right. Stark created Ultron. It's entirely his fault. He did and they... it without supervision and caused the Sokovia event. We and they need did an alternate event. And they didn't damage a building in like you know an impoverished country with Sokovia they picked up a nation and dropped it <laughs> yeah a guy tried to drop a, a piece of a country to and, kill every person on earth and it wasn't like Zemo which is like uh you know a member of like a a, a, like a terrorist hit squad who like goes rogue because you know because he's he's looking at, looking for justice like it was a it was a thing tony made himself <laughs> and programmed yeah. and like the, the crazy thing is they're like look at Sokovia. these buildings falling over are your fault and it's like wait how is it the avengers fault they showed up and evacuated all of the populace like so this is another great point that i wanted to bring like, up like i get it i understand if they had come to him and been like you guys created ultron which is which again was just tony and bruce banner I could see them being like, you guys need to be monitored because that's fucked up. You almost created an extension, an extinction level event because of your arrogance. But to show up and be like, some buildings were damaged in Sokovia. We're going to blame you guys for that. It's like, wait, what? The alternative was just let that guy drop that thing on the earth. Yeah, uh, this led to something else. Someone um, had captured this somewhere. And I, when I was watching, when I was watching and I, I looked for it and I saw it. When Ross shows up and begins to lecture them on, you know, their irresponsible behavior, like, over the course of, you know, the movies we've seen, um, he starts listing, you know, Sokovia, New York, um, the other locations he mentions, I forget now what they are. DC. Uh, DC. As he goes through them, in the upper, in, in the right-hand side of it, there is a small little box that says casualty, or civilian casualties. Um, and... If you go through each of the ones as he shows it, it says 74 for, like, the Avengers 1 movie in New York. Now, this is casualties. That is such a small number of casualties. Th this is casualties, too. So this is either seriously injured or dead, right? Like, yeah. That's, yeah, that's the general definition of, of casualties. DC, 23. Those shield carriers fell out of the sky, and it was, like, Well, they mostly landed in the Platonic. But the, but presumably there were people on some of them, right? Like, but I they mean, were all Hydra agents, so it didn't. This matter. this is the great one. What what do you think the casualties is for Sokovia? Now we know I we mean, we know we theoretically evacuated as many people as they could, but there was a lot of buildings being toppled before well, they kind of got the job say, done. Uh, we know Baron Zemo's family died. That's three. Yeah. Uh, then we know uh, Quicksilver died. So I'm going to say six. It's 177. All right. Which but is still. Had a insanely low, and lastly, the last one is is uh, the the opening scene where the Nigeria. bomb goes off yeah. Nigeria, which is twenty six. Um, yeah, which if she had not thrown that pe person up, it would have been like two hundred. There was yeah. so many people in that marketplace. And so, to, so, so to break it down, over the course of their four major operations as the Avengers, they've resulted in three hundred casualties. That is so fucking low, considering the stakes and scale of what they do. Like that is an incredibly good number. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, when you think about the like one horrific terrorist event that happened in the United States, and you think how many people die oh so many people died during that or just any like long-term military operation like the number of of civilian casualties i mean i i didn't even want to go into it because it's so grim uh for this podcast but you get what i mean like like yeah uh, it's the american military that probably racks up those casualties in an afternoon like coming to the avengers and being like hey i know you stopped the world from ending but 
but you guys have really made some enemies doing it. I mean, it's just so funny when you put it in some proper context, you know. It I'm, is it is bizarre where they were like, "Well, now we have to have, you know, <laughs> we have to you guys have to have oversight." It's like more people die in every conflict everywhere, <laughs> civilians than this. Why did you pick just these guys? I think there's more than 300 casualties just from like American police forces in a given afternoon. Like I mean, it's 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 really ridiculous that they're they're going after it this way. Um, uh, but, but, but we getting ahead of ourselves a little bit, Pogues, uh, I want to talk about the, um, the opening cause nobody cares about the, bu- the Bucky flashback at the beginning cause it doesn't really mean anything until it's expanded upon later. Until they, they wait forever and then finally expand on it way too many times where you're just like, yeah, okay, I get it. I yeah, I got it. what happened. Um, <clears throat> but we get that opening in Nigeria, uh, about a year after Ultron, I think somebody says, um, uh, at some point. So, uh, uh, it's, it is... One of the things that... I mean, this is a demonstration of where the MCU is doing something enjoyable with action that the DC has, like, just barely finally got around to doing occasionally in their movies, which is, like, a people with really different power sets cooperating. It's always fun. It'll never get old to me, really. Just, I mean, I mean, we, you can probably quip about individual sequences here, but just, like, I mean, like... Like, Captain America being thrown around and people, like, you know, knocking guys off trucks with machine guns. I mean, just, it works. Not because of just pure action, you know, oh, my my, 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 my Neanderthal brain loves to see punches. But because it's just, like, it's everyone, like, sequencing their abilities together and utilizing them in, in an interesting capacity, often cooperatively. Love it. Love it every fucking time. Which is why this movie is fun for me, because it happens, like, ten times in this movie. We get a, a sequence of people using their powers together. Yeah, yeah, I mean, they definitely do a lot. And there's, like, you know, the fights are definitely really fun in this one. They're, like, the, the big group fight at the end. Uh, <clears throat> um... I think I think the movies and we talked about this before, so it's maybe not worth belaboring the point. I think the movies continue to underestimate the impact of being a normal, unenhanced human being thrown into like a metal car. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There was there's a scene where Captain America tracks down Bucky, and uh, what is it? The GSG nine show up, the German uh, yeah. special forces. Uh, and they're going to take him down, and they're beating them up. And Captain America's like, don't kill anyone. He's like, I'm not going to kill anyone. Then he grabs a guy's head and slams the guy's head through four separate bookshelves. Like, shelves of... <laughs> that guy is dead. I'm sorry. Like, I understand you guys think because a person's head doesn't explode when that ha- And then he, he picks up a cinder block and slams it into another guy's chest so hard that the cinder block breaks. Imagine that is way stronger than your bones. That dude's ribs just exploded and probably punctured his lungs. Like I mean, all of these people. Imagine punching a cinder block, right? Not only would you would you damage your hand so badly and break bones, but you wouldn't even dent it. So now imagine how hard someone would have to throw you into the cinder block to break it and realize how much force. And it it happens throughout the movie too. I, I I I I'm not really like. They kick a guy through a wall. Yeah. And I'm not complaining, like, because the movie should be realistic. It's an action movie. I love this shit. I mean, every action movie. Yeah, yeah. I just think it was was so funny. It's so funny to think about. It's like when we mocked in Batman when everyone got injected with fear spray and then they're driven over cars. Like, people would have absolute psychological breakdown. But also, it's the after effects. Like, like Scarlet Witch is dropped into a into an armored Humvee and then and then like lays a foot from a grenade as it goes off strong enough yeah, to she, blow she, the doors pulls, off. That was that's my favorite part is she grabs one of the the Hydra agents, holds him in front of the grenade, it explodes, and she shot out the back of an armored personnel carrier's metal closed door, <laughs> and she's like, "Ow." It's like, I'm sorry, you're dead alone just probably from the concussive force of a grenade exploding and what is a very tiny seal. Your eardrums are gone. Let's just yeah. let's be clear here. Your eardrums are, are dead. But more importantly, she doesn't like lay there and be like, go, get him. She gets up and then like sprints across the city. <laughs> yeah. Pops on a motorcycle, chases a yeah, yeah. Just not even like dazed. But I mean, I, I mean, I get it. I guess it's not like I, I, I want this movie to like maim heroes. It's not what I'm asking. It's just, it is just funny to enjoy, uh, enjoy it. And it is, there is a also, sequence. There's also a part in that earlier part where he's like, I counted um, eight guys and 
Falcon comes in and kicks like two people and then shoots one guy off a roof and he says, I only count six. I'm like, bro, that was three people. Three minus <laughs> eight, or eight minus three is, is, is five, not, not six. Also, also... And, and then he punches one more person, and he's like, five. And I'm like, you guys are really bad at math. <laughs> like, also, this... they, can't, they can't see you on the roof, so what it sounds like to them over the radio is that you're correcting their count. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is just going to lead to confusion. Um uh but this this i mean this sequence is gonna be we get uh uh red wing which is placed in here both because um they want to pay homage uh to what was a real bird i believe for the yes, original an actual <laughs> uh, yeah i believe it's a bald eagle for some reason it's a falcon. <laughs> yeah or like yeah, it's a hawk or it's like a it's a big bird it's like a hawk or an eagle i can't remember. I, I think i could be wrong but um which i just i i i i i i love I mean, this is like pinnacle, like Marvel finding ways to take ludicrous oh, concepts, really ludicrous concepts from uh, from the comics, and trying to like just just vaguely blend blend them into something that could be could be digested. And that's what this, these movies are pretty good at: is the MCU is 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 bringing in characters, bringing in characters, and then making them. Uh, that are absurd and making them believable. I mean, Vision Vision was a triumph for them. We talked about him in Age of Ultron because he is just like the... Like, if you try to tell me before I saw that movie that he was going to be in it, I would like... A, he's a robot that can control the density of his body so he can float through objects I'm like, like a ghost. You'd be like, fuck off. <laughs> I'm going to be... That's going to suck. But then, like, two movies later, he's like the heart of the films. You're like, oh, shit. <laughs> and a love interest. You're like, huh. Well, Okay. Paul Bettany, like, right. I, I forgot that in this version, in, in Civil War, he's just, like, game to be, like, you're a prisoner here and you can't leave. And I get Tony's, like, it has a pool. And it's like, yeah, but, like, you put a person in a building where, like, you can't leave. Like, why would you think that that's... Yeah. No, like, I, it's, it's such a weird but stance. It's, like, it's, I, I love that Captain America's even, like, just when I think you get it. It's great drama, though. Okay, I mean, like, I mean, it, it fits oh, really yeah, well. I mean, he's trying to make her some sort of Sokovian dish. <laughs> Maybe not that, but um, and he doesn't know what paprika is. Also, also, Wanda's like accent is a little stronger in this movie than it is. Oh in some other yeah, I, I really wish she had just stopped <laughs> doing the accent. I get it, though. I get it. Um, Why uh, couldn't Sokovia have been like an Eastern Bloc country where everyone sounds vaguely like they're from California? <laughs> um. Speaking about like about the um, the drama of this movie though this this film something I didn't quite remember or maybe I didn't notice because I was too busy like watching all the shiny things fight um, when I saw it in theaters is that the, a lot of what this movie is carried by isn't just that there's a ton of heroes in it um, as people wanted um, you know with some of the more like adventure style get everyone in here and doing stuff together um, or is it the inter- introduction of like two really big characters like spider-man and um and black panther honestly for me it's i'm re-watching and this is like not fun this i'm gonna but like i know it's a humor podcast so this can't be a topic for too long but i just have to say the performances are so fucking good in this from yeah a, a, a that's why i people. think this is like i mean i think that there's two things about this that i love is the stakes which are like oh he's gonna release these super soldiers is just like a complete red herring there are no actual stakes to this movie but the stakes are the local events of the, a world dealing with superheroes the relationship between these superheroes there's not like some nebulous big bad guy who's gonna drop a you know a country on somebody aliens are invading uh you know there's helicarriers that are gonna shoot 700 people at once it's like such a more like human story about the superheroes. And like you said, it is, I think it's probably some of the best performances from like almost every, every character in this, you know, I mean, Tom Holland comes in killing it as Spider-Man. They seamlessly work in, and this is something that I found in rewatching this one. There's only a couple of times in this movie where I was like, this is a weird time to be quipping. Yeah, exactly. There's a most of the time it fits. There's a really like restraint, and of course they give they give Spider Man a lot of them, which is great. And and a lot of them aren't even quips; they're just him nervously talking. Yeah, and and I think the other person that they they rightfully gave quips to was uh, Sam Wilson because of everyone. Lang, 
he makes a couple of good well jokes. yes scott lang we, you know he's meant to be jokes and and scott lang and sam wilson are good targets for jokes because they're new to this so they're like the, like almost like an avatar for the audience being like hey this is crazy everyone's got a gimmick you know oh it's captain america cool like everyone they're just sort of like emulating the way a real person would if they had seen all these characters before in real life and then like showed up to hang out with them one day yeah so, i do love when spider-man first shows up he's like hi, hi cap captain uh, <laughs> big fan just like the idea that you were like, like yes of course you would be a big fan if, if captain america existed in real life how could you not be a fan of his Paul Rudd, in full helmet, delivers a line during the airport sequence where he's like, this shield belongs to you, Captain America, which is yes. just so funny, and you can't see him, and the line isn't a joke, but the way he says it is just yeah. so... It, it's it like, triggers I believe this is yours, Captain. <laughs> As if he's so excited to be able to say it. <laughs> you know yeah, I mean? yeah, he's so into it. And, 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 and in addition to the comedy, like, the drama is good, too. And you know what kills in this movie? You know what the number one hero of this movie is? Fucking facial acting. Because there's so many scenes where there is no dialogue, or at least no dialogue from the characters in question. Like when they're being lectured by Thaddeus Ross and the Sokovia chords are laid on the table. Like, it, every character, like, like turns and glances and then responds to the response that they get. It's all, the whole room reads each other and you read their faces all in one sequence and it plays and it happens later too when they're um playing the the full footage of um bucky you know killing tony's parents um yeah and they, there's like that kind of like out of focus shot of bucky and then they cut to him and you can see in his face that you're like he he knows like the horror that they're about to watch and you know there's that great moment too where like he says that thing where he's like, you know, you ask if he remembers his parents, and he says, "I remember all of them." Like that's implying, painful. Like yeah. yeah, that like he he knows all of the people he was forced to kill that he didn't want to, but he couldn't stop himself. While being a passenger for murder, he's haunted by it, despite not being directly like morally responsible for it. Depending on how you see the situation, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. I mean, technically, he can't control himself. He's, right. It's 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 brutal. Uh, and there's some lines that just like land again in a drama sense because the actors can like robert downey jr one of my favorite was when he starts like <clears throat> to lay into the avengers like oh we're celebrating but you know people died and people were were badly hurt and he just delivers that one line we dropped a building on him when we were kicking ass like i just i, I love the way he just punches that line in it reminds me later on when he when he finally calls a uh, cap a liar like following infinity war um that little like whispered liar it's just it was one of those good 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 moments of robert downey jr like bringing in like oscar worthy acting into uh, a stupid movie with colorful costumes and punching it's just great you know you can't you can't you can't you can't hate it and this is back see this is this was also in watching this it reminds me of something that like marvel didn't used to do when they made their movies which is instead of being like comic books are childish and it's dumb they can't exist in real life. These characters have goofy names. Let's make let's make a point to point that out. They were just like, nope, this is it. Like these guys are just superheroes. They exist, and they like to me. That's what I think makes these earlier. Like, cause uh, when you watch them now, there's usually at least one joke about how silly superheroes are, or how silly the characters' names are, and it's like, who is that for? Like the fans, <laughs> the fans are not like, I can't believe you named himself Spider Man. They're just like, yeah, he swings around, he has the powers of a spider. Why am I going to all of a sudden be upset that they, he has a goofy name? You know what I mean? Like, it's so weird. And it, it feels like more and more they're doing that, where they're, like, trying to distance themselves, saying things are dumb. And it's like, or just accept that that's just the way things are. Like, don't make that your plot, is that you're embarrassed by things that were made in the 60s. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's just, yeah. it's so bizarre to be like, isn't that funny? This guy has a weird name. It's like, or, you know... I mean, like, they, they did that when they make fun of Otto Octavius in that yeah. the, the yeah. Spider-Man movie. And it's like, um, so you guys, that, that you guys think is weird. Not the fact that there's a man who can turn into a lizard, another man who's made <laughs> out of sand, a guy who has a split personality of a goblin living in his head, and another guy who's <laughs> literally just electricity. That's yeah, just that guy's fucking... name being Octavius is so stupid. That's, like, the best rundown of, of, of Spider-Man heroes that I've heard in a long time. Yeah, but, you know I mean, it's just, like, so dumb that they're, like, his name's goofy. It's like, this entire, you're in the basement of a guy who is a sorcerer and he has gain on the shelf it's a fucking dumb premise <laughs> like don't point out this guy's name's dumb because then all you do is you're like yeah this whole movie's fucking stupid 
But yeah, um, so the, I, and I think that in a way, that's why... I, I think that's part of what's making current Marvel falter is it doesn't feel like they're treating it as sort of like as serious. Like that these are people who exist in a world that exists, which... Uh, did you watch the Hawkeye TV show? I did. I actually, having watched them and... Oh boy, man! It is that She-Hulk show is—it's real hard to get through. I'm trying to watch it, but it's. Ugh. We'll talk uh, about it on a mini episode. We'll talk about it on a mini episode. I—I felt like it, I felt like it felt really diced up. Like someone took someone's complete episode and diced the parts around. It's, What's it's, yeah? The it, thing it, that gets it's me tricky, but it's—it's it's like for a series that's a movie franchise that has too many jokes in it. Sometimes they wrote a comedy. And they didn't tell anyone to write actual jokes into it. Everything's just like, I don't know. They feel like bad SNL skits that don't land. Like the fact that like the Abomination has multiple soulmates that he met in the prison pen pal, and they keep going back to it. It's like it's not a funny joke, guys. Like this is not creative. It's not well done. You just and you keep doing it. Like the third time, why is it still funny to you? But I digress in my complaints of what could have been a great TV show. Uh, uh, yeah, there's also still the weird fourth wall breaking. Anyways, but I feel like that's the difference is like, but Hawkeye was like sort of like a human story about Hawkeye having to deal with getting old, having been beat up so much that he like can't hear anymore. He's desperate just to be a good father because he's he's been away from his kids so much, and it's like an interesting story because it, it's serious. There's jokes, there's tons of jokes in Hawkeye. It's a pretty funny series, but like there's like a good human heart to it. And it feels like that's where some of Marvel is like lacking in some of the recent movies and stuff is it just feels like they don't really know what they want to do anymore. Like, you know what I mean? They're not going towards something and, and everything just feels like they try to work so many jokes into everything now that it's just weird. But I digress. I still think this is an amazing movie. <clears throat> yeah. Um... Until that scene when Winter Soldier and uh, the Black Panther are running and they're running faster than cars and they just sped up footage of people <laughs> running. It's like when yeah. you're watching the old footage of Babe Ruth run the bases and it's not enough frames so it looks like he's like fucking Roadrunner in about the kind of base. <laughs> Um, a sequence I didn't want to completely obliterate uh, was uh, the barf sequence, which I yeah. at, at MIT. Um, yeah. It's of course, which it's, ends up being the plot of uh, yeah, really Far funny. From to, home. I I love to watch that sequence now, thinking that if you just pan the camera, there's Jake Gyllenhaal being like, "What? <laughs> Come on!" Um, but I uh, also gives us uh, a, a major player in Community cameo. That's right. Who disappointed he wasn't dressed uh, in a weird outfit? Well, let me ask you this, Pogues. A little quick mini game in the middle of an episode. Okay. Uh, can you name the four other major community players that show up in Marvel Cinematic Universe films? Uh, Danny Pudi is in uh, Winter Soldier. Yes, he is. Agent. Yes, he is. Um, I want to say... Two more. I feel like isn't Shirley in one of them? Yes, Shirley is in the elevator at the, like, when they go back in time to, like, uh, Howard Stark and the... Okay, I knew she was... I actually, yeah, yeah, I knew she was in an elevator somewhere. I couldn't remember what movie it was in. And then I feel like the last one might be... Was it Joel McHale somewhere? No, it's Chang. Um, the, oh, I should have... Yeah, why didn't I... Yeah, The storage the facility guard when Ant-Man finally returns from the, um, the whatever realm uh, in, in Endgame is, is, is like Chang with ah. like a, a mustache for some reason. Um, yeah. I, tried to dress him up. I, I assume that's a lot of Russo brothers. Uh, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Effort because they also stuck in the um, uh, the <laughs> the Bluth Company uh, stair car. Is seen really in, is seen in at least three shots. I'll have to show someone to you. Oh yeah, during the, the airport sequence. <laughs> that makes sense. And for those of you who are not in the know, the Russo brothers got their start making comedies. Uh, they did Community. They launched it with Dan Harmon. They also did Happy Endings, and they did the first season of Arrested Development. So they made three excellent comedies. Yeah, uh, and they entirely owe their career to Community because the fistful of paintballs and for a few paintballs more episode is what kevin feige watched and asked if they would do the captain america movies and made, that's how they got and, the role and made perhaps his best call <laughs> yes because i mean like if you think about it like some of the best marvel movies are endgame infinity war uh civil war uh captain america winter soldier all of those 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 four are all the russo brothers 
who like when you think about it it's wild when you go back and watch like an episode of community and you see it was directed <laughs> by one of them and you think then wow. they directed a movie that made like 1.3 billion dollars <laughs> yeah 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 but you can and you can hear them on the commentary they're on some of the commentaries for the first season of community talking about how hard it was to make because they couldn't get any money and you just think boy how times have changed <laughs> now they're making like stupid ridiculously expensive shows for netflix that no one's gonna care about uh yeah it's 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 pretty fucking fantastic it's pretty it's pretty insane like uh the russo brothers track here but i mean this this work holds up i did i did also like that uh the dean is just the dean in this they were just like just play the dean yeah just do you just do you but were you gonna say (laughs) no no i um uh uh harking back to the comics uh a lot of this stuff happening in this early sequence with the sokovia chords uh and and this this um a mother with a, uh, her son who died um in like a superhero related incident obviously it's a different incident because the the crossbones thing is made up for this movie um that's all like straight out of the comics those sequences are there what's really funny is i was i was i, I there was no way i could read back like all the civil war content because it stretched over like you know like 50 different comic series <laughs> um but i was doing i was reading some summations and i don't remember this but some of like the road to civil war stuff uh in, in the comics had had a sequence in which um tony uh, uh orchestrated a fake villain attack on his life to to, to sort of like dissuade the federal government from from pursuing the superhero registration act um <laughs> Which is pretty Weird. intense. And then, like, a couple issues later, when Civil War kicked off properly, he's like, yeah, we're, we, should, we should do this. <laughs> so I was like, wait, huh, what? So it seems yeah, like... The, the Civil War comic series was a <laughs> great idea that is so poorly written. Captain America makes multiple references to having to register as a superhero is the same as the Nazis. And it's like, do you want to know a person who wouldn't like wouldn't refer to somebody as being a nazi because of something somebody who actually fought real nazis and know that like i get it i don't let you know i understand the idea but like he wouldn't be like this is pretty much the same thing that they did to the jews i think he would know it's not really like what they did to the jews that was probably a wee bit worse than me having to write down my secret identity on a piece of paper and give it to the government uh, it's it's so poorly done, and they and their arguments for why the two sides like don't agree is so much better done in this movie than in the comics. Like they drop the ball. Like it, you it, you are right. Tony Stark is basically they were just like, well, we want him to be on the one side and Captain America will be on the other. So Tony's just for it now. He never has like a good reason. Yeah, and, and it's it's very bizarre. There then, isn't like, the same know, sequence where like a, a woman who lost a child like confronts him and 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 triggers a moral panic in him. That doesn't really quite happen. Like that woman appears to talk to someone else. I'm pretty sure uh, that's in the comics. So yeah, there is there is a ton of um, a, a lack of groundwork for this to land. And of course, we know but how it's it, also. If I remember right, in the comics, I think it's like a group of like really young superheroes who are on like a reality show. Yes, and they accidentally kill a guy who is like made of nuclear energy and so when they they do something to like split him they don't realize that it's going to cause a nuclear explosion and they kill an entire town it's the and then it's like we need to register the avengers it's like maybe just register fuckwits who are like on a tv show like why you know why weren't you guys watching these people to begin with it's 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 the new warriors uh who are i think a canadian team um, who are in in Connecticut? I, I believe it's referred to as Stanford, and they're they're taking on Nitro, um, who was able to detonate himself uh, as his and, and survive as his power. Um, and yeah, he detonates himself and he kills like most of the team. And like I think I, I was oh, here it is I pulled it up six hundred and twelve people. So twice what the Avengers in the movies. No, no, six times. Oh six, yeah, twice yeah. of what they did entirely. Yes. Yeah, yeah, in, entirely across all of their events. And that was casualty, so probably more like four or five times what they actually did, because this is confirmed kills. Um, you know, I went back while you were talking and looked that scene up. Uh, do you want to guess? It looks like it says that the damage in Sokovia was 434, I thought it said, million dollars. That doesn't seem high enough. No, it does not. <laughs> like it's a whole city. Of a city. Maybe it says it's billion, but it looked city. like it said million, and I was like, I don't think that's right. 
Um, but yeah, that that leads to you know the events and and of course the Civil War you know is extremely different. If you look up splash panels from the comics, there's like one hundred times the people in it. <laughs> so obviously they had to scale it down. I remember people actually even mocking that um, when Civil War trailer came out, and there's really just like you know nine people in an airport. You know, it seems yeah, it, it seems like when when you came from the comics to that, it seemed like man they really scaled it down. But when you when you follow the movies to that, it makes total sense because they're giving all those characters plenty of runway to understand their positions and why they would feel that way. It's something you could well, never it was... accomplish without uh, uh, without 7,000 different comic lines running at the same time. Yeah, and I think they also, if I remember right, they when they showed the, the first trailer, I think a bunch of them aren't in the trailer. Like, I don't think oh, they yeah, show I think Black right. Panther. I think they edit out Ant-Man. You're right. Because I think they wanted it to all be like a surprise when these people appeared. That probably makes it even look a little bit thinner. That's a good point. But, uh, and thankfully the movie doesn't include bizarre choices like the comics did in which um you know because there is a death in civil war the comics mm-hmm. um which is uh uh big guy oh no giant goliath man. um i think or is it is this, yeah it's either goliath or giant man it's bill foster i'm pretty sure um uh who's later represented in one of the ant-mans um but <clears throat> uh but but yeah he he's killed by i forgot about this by a thor cyborg clone <laughs> Wow, I don't remember that. And I even read that issue. Yeah, yeah, I can't remember the exact thing, but Thor is, like, not there because of an Asgardian storyline. And so they, like, apparently, like, recreated him. And he's, oh, like... Oh, yeah, now that you mention it, I do remember that. When I, when I go back and remind myself of those things, I'm like, I like the movies so much more in a lot of ways. <laughs> but it was also, like, one of those things. So it's, like, that guy dies, which I understand is, you know, it's, like, oh, my God. And that's what makes Captain America give himself up in the comics. But it's also, like so toothless to be like you remember this guy no because he wasn't even in an active team at the time we just pulled a guy from the ranks of marvel and we're like he used to be he stood in for ant-man for a while when he was giant man he replaced him and then we brought back the original ant-man and 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 so it was just sort of weird to be like oh so i like this a little better and like so it doesn't have to die yeah it doesn't have to be a death i think the roadie sequence is pretty fucking powerful i love the music cut out as they both swing down and can't get there in time, and it's just an empty thud and no yeah. sound effects. Like, that's a pretty brutal scene, um, uh, and, and also a pretty serious scene. I know that, that they that they essentially paralyze Rhodey and then just sort of like deal Wait, with I it. Want to get rid of it later? Yeah, by giving him you know Iron Man legs. Um, so I know it's sort of it's it. You could argue it's a little toothless, but it's still pretty brutal to like permanently you know, change this character as, as stakes for this story. Um, uh, as well as permanently tie Bucky to the brutal, like strangulation murder of like Tony's parents. Like, like that's, that's what's kind of crazy. That, about this one, movie. that one felt like a weird thing too, to include. It was like, couldn't he have just shot him? Why do you have to like slowly strangle her? He, I, I think, I, I think it was trying to make it look like an accident because he, he drags, or, or um, Howard falls out of the car, and he strikes him with his, like, flat palm in the face three times, and then puts him back in the car behind the wheel. So I'm assuming he was trying to, you know, simulate uh, that it was an accident. Um, although I think I think someone might notice the strangulation marks on the woman's neck, but... Um, oh, I see. Like, he was trying to make it look like they had died. I was going to say, I was like, yeah. how would that be an accident? Cause, I cause, see what cause, you're saying. Because they're run off into a tree um, by, by him as he, like, collides with their car, and then he gets yeah, out. Yeah, no, no. And, and, now, and, yeah, at first, I thought, you, I thought you were saying... I misunderstood what you were saying, and I was like, I don't think anyone would believe this. <laughs> like he acts, I was just saying, like he was trying to make it seem like he accidentally strangled her, and I was like, how? Why would anyone believe that? Yeah. Um. Uh. Uh. But 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 I mean, what I'm saying ultimately is that like the Russo brothers decided like put some fucking marks on these characters. You know what I mean? Like it it wasn't just like a a, a movie where the characters start. And then they go through some difficult explosions, and then they're the same people at the other end, which I think is why this yeah. one was really successful. I mean, obviously, the, 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 like the Civil War, the fracture between the heroes is going to be made up eventually. We know these characters are going to come back around and fight, you know, ultimately against Thanos. But, um, but, but it's still like these are like permanent changes to these characters' arcs, and the characters are very different. You know, Tony, Tony has 
legitimate reason to be really upset about the impact and being um, willing to see like the the government side. And I like the sequences when they bring him to the way over the top raft uh, yeah. prison, and then he walks in and sees like I think the first thing he sees is Wanda in her like triple straight jacket and like muzzle, and he's like, oh. <laughs> Yeah, oh. <laughs> like that. That was such a great sequence because he doesn't actually say anything. Because when he walks into the room with the others, he holds up his chin. He doesn't really, you know, concede anything. Um, but you can read his face. You know, he is. He's got some misgivings about what he signed up for. <laughs> which again, great acting, great writing. You know. Um, yeah. 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 Which is weird because I mean, in the comics, he created the raft. But uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It yeah. Is, it is like interesting um, that scene, and then like the way Barton talks about watching your back around him, like to get in the dig about Rhodey. Oof! Yeah. Yeah, I'm like, damn, bro, too soon. Jeez. Yeah. But it is, uh, yeah, like that that whole sequence is like interesting, and then you know Tony shows up to try to like mend fences, but then can't let it go that uh, the Winter Soldier is responsible for his his parents death you know and it's like it's just it's really well done the thing about this movie though that really sticks out to me is i realized that i don't want to say wasted but like i wish there had been another movie with them exploring more cap and bucky's like relationship and trying to help bucky get over what he did because they he it's never really brought up again there's just that end credit scene in black panther where they go and get him and then he just shows up in infinity war and then, like, it's just... And then, you know, at the end of Endgame, his relationship with Cap is just, like, pushed aside for Cap and Sam Wilson. It's very odd that they, like, just sort of drop Winter Soldier as a character after this. And so I kind of wish they could have had more stuff with them together because that, like, moment when they're showing up in Antarctica or wherever the hell they are at the end, and um, he's talking about that time they had to ride back in the back of an ice cream truck to get back to brooklyn because they had spent their money and yeah all this stuff it's like sort of like a fun moment i just thought i was like boy i wish we could have gotten more of him and cat together kind of a story where it was the two of them together i thought that would have been like really good yeah they uh, move they move but i get why they can't do it with the movies but they move bucky like off to wakanda until they basically you know uh come back and get him and come then, back and get him yeah. in, in 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 the infinity war um uh yeah, it is. It is a shame. Obviously, then, then the, I think some of the chemistry between the, the uh, uh, Bucky and and Sam Wilson led to them getting their own series um, because yeah. people really like them at the airport scene. You know, griping at each other and complaining about the seat being back at one point. You know, uh, too far yeah. back. Like, like all that stuff landed really well. So I could see why they went ahead and made a show. Um, and then apparently also brought back Zemo for the show. I wish I had more to say, but I didn't see it. <laughs> I, um, I didn't get around to watching it. The show was definitely uh, too many episodes for the story they had written, and it feels very, like, I don't know. Their their chemistry seems off, because they have really good chemistry in this, and in you know, the later movies they're together some, and they have good chemistry. But they're both, like, kind of, like, overly whiny for some reason in the TV show. And they never really get, like, a good moment of them being friends again. And so, I mean, they have something, but it's just sort of weird. I mean, it's just kind of a weird show. It was, like, one where it would have been it would have been benefited by being two episodes shorter in the series. And, like, Zemo's inclusion is just like they were like, let's just bring Zemo back. Why? <laughs> I don't know. Will it have anything really to do with the plot? Not really. And that's sort of what happened. Because they also bring back uh, Sharon Carter. Yeah, that's her name, right? Yeah, Sharon, yeah Carter. Sharon Carter. Yeah, yeah. So they bring her back, and she's now in, like, Madripoor, and she's, like, a crime lord. And that's neat, but that never really comes up again in any of the series either, so it's very... <laughs> it's sort of weird. Uh, uh, um, Black Panther is... I mean, like, I, I forget that... that I, wa yeah. Watching this film was like really the first shots we get of him which was a pretty big deal at the time i mean now obviously we've got plenty of black panther and multiple movies but um 2016 this was a big deal yeah i mean the the thing that got me in watching black panther scenes were i'm really i mean 
it was just sort of depressing to know that that's it you know that there's so little of um Chadwick Boseman like that's you know I mean like he's so good as T'Challa like the speech he, like the scene at the end like you want to talk about like great acting with him and Zemo oh my god is, yeah. is so good that guy I mean like when they first re- like revealed that that guy was Zemo I was kind of bummed because like I, I'm a huge Captain America fan my, my older one of my older brothers was a big Captain America fan when we were kids and so, like, I read all those issues, and then as I got older, I got really into, you know, I collected Captain America for years. I have, like, tons of, when I buy original art, it's of Captain America and Lobster Johnson. Um, so I really love Captain America, and I always, I mean, Baron Zemo's an insane character in the comics. And when they showed this guy, I was like, oh, this is sort of a bummer, but he ends up being such a great villain because he, like, instead of, like I said, some over-the-top weapon, some you know world ending event he just uses like basic psychology and like a knowledge of what happened to create this entire film and it's really interesting and uh, that speech at the end he gives where he's talking about you know like how his his family died when they had to blow up sokovia to keep it from impacting into the earth and they were killed and he just wanted revenge and he didn't want to like he said you know if you kill the leaders of an empire an empire that's destroyed can rebuild itself when it's destroyed from without but when you destroy it from within it can never be repaired and that's all he wants to do is take the avengers away from each other to take what they took from him which is like you know their sort of adopted family and he gives that great speech and then you know t'challa's like i takes like the high road and is like you know what i'm not gonna go for vengeance and he gives like a great speech uh, and he's got that great like accent they do for Wakandans, and he just has like a, such a cool voice in general. Yeah, and uh, and then you know Zemo's like realizes that he's not going to kill him, and he tries to kill himself, and he won't let him. And then I mean he has like that great line where he's like you know like the living aren't done with you yet. I mean it's just that whole scene. I was like I wrote a note that just said, "Damn, that scene was way better than I." <laughs> I way <laughs> like, better. I, I was so I was I think I was so struck with just all the fighting going on and everything. I, I kind of it was kind of like at the end of like Phantom Menace when you're like overwhelmed with the laser battle. Uh, but in that case, it was it was taking away your attention from a bad movie you've been watching so far. In this case, it was the opposite. It took me away from like some pretty fucking good scenes. Um, yeah, I think it was, um, it's a, uh, it's a Kosa, it's a, it's a Kosa, it's probably more of a consonant in there that I can't do, but that's like a, a, a real, uh, language, uh, African language that they've like, they, they modified and sort of adapted in to, to make sort of like the Wakanda accent. So fucking cool to just like create this, this really like, like, like crunchy, believable fiction out of like pieces of reality and they all and like all the actors nail a very a very similar sounding yes you know i mean like for, for for an accent that i to my understanding maybe they picked just a real country in africa and we're like have everybody learn to sound like that i i don't really for a movie know, that, that has elizabeth I mean, olsen doing what she's doing it's great that there's some like some yeah yeah really some, yeah <laughs> Hello, I am the bad guy. I mean, like, she's, like, doing, like, uh, the Boris and Natasha Russian. Moose and Squirrel. Um, it's, yeah. So, but, I mean, he's just so cool. And that speech is really cool. And it is also, like, when you hear Baron Zemo doing the Sokovian accent, and then you hear it's supposed to be the same one that Elizabeth Olsen's doing, you're like, oh, you guys went to two different coaches. Because he sounds like he's from, like, he sounds more German than anything. But... Uh, that whole thing is like really good. But but a quick um, a quick comment. I was excited about Zemo when I heard him cast. I had actually Daniel Brühl has appeared in a bunch of stuff. He's always been fucking great. Um, obviously he's really, yeah yeah he's a really good actor. He's really famously in like Inglorious Bastards. He's in um, The Educators, which is like a really great. Uh, I believe it's a German movie. Um, uh, uh, like a bunch of like anarchists break into someone's mansion to trash it but then he comes home and they have to kidnap him and like don't know how to resolve the conflict it, it, it really is a great film and so i knew he had like potential but yeah he does bring a really surprisingly good performance to an i mean like if you just like, like look up zemo i mean i know they give him his um is yeah his, i mean his hood and like the the tv show properly at some point yeah i mean in, in the comics his father wears a hood because he part of what he does is uh, he creates like a type of ultimate solvent or like uh adhesive that's used by the nazis for something and he falls into a vat of it so his father can never take his mask off 
so he always just has the Baron Zemo mask off because it's adhered to his face. And that's, for some reason, part of his character. Don't know why he can't just be wearing a mask. But, and I mean, Zemo's like a huge character in the Marvel Universe. Like, he's the head of yeah. the Thunderbolts, which if it looks like they're going to do that, maybe. So I don't know if they'll bring him back. They, they might. I mean, it would make sense. Like, everyone liked him and, in and this. And he's, yeah, I, I did not like him as much in uh, the Winter Soldier and Falcon, because or Falcon and Winter Soldier, I forget which one it is. Um, because he's, like, a little too jokey. Hmm. Which didn't feel right for a character that's so serious in, in this movie. Oh, apparently, uh, apparently, the, uh, Thunderbolts movie is in pre-production with a rumored Baron Zemo being played by Matthew Pearl. Yeah, so it's probably. Gonna, I, I, it's I would probably assume because, like I said, he is. But I don't know how they're going to do it because in the comics, you know, they're fake heroes. They're like right. a whole new set of heroes, but they're actually all villains. Um, spoilers, I guess. Speaking of Zemo, at the end. Uh, he gets captured, of course, and uh, they tell him they're going over the rules about how he like can't yell, can't do this, and like you get you can use the bathroom twice a day. What country are they in that would allow that? Like that's that's like really cruel and unusual punishment to be like you can only go to the bathroom twice a day. Like I'd pee like four times by ten a.m. <laughs> I hadn't really thought about that. When they said that, I was like, "Jesus, Germany never fixed those laws." I guess. Um, uh, something I just I, I didn't get a chance to mention. When we were talking about it earlier. Is uh, it, well, actually, speaking of scenes, I didn't totally remember the same way. I obviously could not uh, had not forgotten about the real like conclusion of the fight um, at the at the Siberian facility with like Tony and. Um, you know, um, uh, a Bucky getting his arm, metal arm blown off, and uh, the, like the fight with the the you know, shield busting up the, um, the, uh, the the power generator on Iron Man's suit. I didn't remember them like trying to like scale that silo. Uh, like, oh yeah, yeah, that's sort of like a weird scene. on all those flaps. Uh, it, it is a scene I didn't like totally remember. It is fun, like as like Cap breaks one of his boots, uh, Iron Man's boot, like like jet boots on the way up and. So there's like uh, it's like a hop skip like <laughs> grapple hook game yeah. all the way up. What I do like is that the conclusion of the fight is that they all just like crash into each other and their weight brings them all the way to the bottom, which I feel is like a good metaphor for like how this fight's gonna go. You know what I mean? Like everyone just scrapping until they're at the bottom. Yeah, I, I mean like and also like a group of people like Captain America is obviously not trying to kill Tony Stark. He's trying to just disable him and you know. Tony Stark really doesn't want to kill Captain America. He just wants to kill the Winter Soldier. Which, sorry, real quick, to that note, I do like that he I, uh, he rips um, Iron Man's, like, mask off um, before yeah. he disables his generator because I think he needs the life support, probably. <laughs> so he, no, he wants to be then, able to breathe. No, by, by then, that's that's off. Uh, he doesn't need that. I think he can breathe in the suit no matter what. But No, I think he does it because he raises his shield and Tony thinks he's going to cut his head off yeah so he puts his hands up and then exposes i think that's what it's supposed to be as he does that so that tony will let his guard it's, down he's got an open the arc reactor got an open shot they they all they also did um use this as an opportunity to do the cover of civil war the, the famous cover of uh you know captain putting his shield up to tony's like iron man bursts um they, they, they got like a literal like you know, window screensaver, like background image, yeah, uh, uh, of the comic uh, in it, which is you know, and you good homage. You get that great. Uh, I could do this all day line. Uh huh. Classic. Gotta get that in every class, movie. Classic <laughs> Captain America. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I mean, it is just such like a good movie. You know, it is one of those things that were sometimes you're like, why couldn't they have just sat down and talked about this more? They're friends. But it does. It is also sort of a bummer because there's never like a there's like a pseudo reconciliation yeah in endgame but it's never like the moment you want to see them get back together and i don't endgame has too it, much going on so they don't they, just, yeah. they, they, they can't afford they, the time and it's a shame yeah yeah so that's sort of a bummer and that's sort of the, some of the stuff in here as i thought was like it's a shame that they had contracts for a certain amount of movies because i feel like there could have been a civil war part two or something you know what i mean where like they showed more of cap and bucky and him having some sort of reconciliation with, uh, you know, Tony Stark or something. But I guess, you know, at a certain point, too, they are, like, which is why I think they're at two now, is they're kind of just out of villains. You know, I mean, you can also only do the the world's going to end thing so many times until it just becomes tedious. <clears throat> yeah, it's it's tough to do 
like yeah like like aliens are going to destroy it the robot we built is going to destroy it now it's not just the world it's like the universe you yeah. know it's, it's yeah and it's it's where it's do hard. you go and, yeah i mean they're gonna do something interesting i think with kang i hope i think that's good yeah i guess i guess if around i guess once you do universe it's all the universes is, is the next stage yeah, isn't yeah. It? <laughs> and, and time and past and, and, and time and and space and the, the only thing that the concept I, I of hope, life and <laughs> i still hope more than anything that now that they've announced these movies in the time frame i just hope that with them doing the Kang thing, that they have gotten Evans and Robert Downey Jr. to agree to come back for just that movie. Just one more movie with... Because, I mean, like, Kang is a time traveler, and I know they're also going to do that he's traveling through the multiverse, but, like, in the comics, that's his whole thing. He's he's a time traveler uh, who gets beat by the Fantastic Four and... Later, they retconned it that his technology was adopted by the first mutant apocalypse, and that's why he has, like, that weird futuristic alien tech. It's actually just future tech Kang brought with him that he left behind. Oh, yeah. So I would think it would be so cool if they could bring them back. But I would also love to see them do, like, a multiverse thing where they have other actors play those roles, but then bring back the originals, too. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I would the- see them there's do certain- something. There's because certain- I don't know what they're going to do. Eventually, they're going to have to reboot the marvel universe and i don't know if they're going to do heroes reborn you know what i mean it didn't work in the 90s for him but i don't know if that's going to be the end game i mean because like they have to bring back these characters they've reached the the same problem that like comics reaches where it's just like they they cross so many villains so many storylines that there was the writer's just like fuck i don't know man (laughs) like yeah (laughs) let's just let's just do it again the original started in the 60s and it was really wonky so let's try and doing it a little more interesting yeah, I know it's it it is it is ex- exceedingly tricky. Yeah, yeah. So it'll be interesting to see what's coming. But uh, I think the only other thing I had is I do love that. Like, really, what they should have pointed out was not that the civilian casualties were the problem with the Avengers, but like the United States government was like, you have to stop them because other countries blame us because they're Americans. And we can't keep giving other countries billions of dollars to fix all the buildings they, they destroy in every fight they have. Like, at that airport, they destroy the Munich airport. Like, that, that airport is never going to function again. Like, it's going to be millions and millions of dollars. Yeah. Like, that should have been the real reason the governments were mad. They're like, yeah, 300 people. Who gives a shit, you know? That many people die on a cruise. What we're really worried about is so th- that building in Nigeria, it said, cost $14 million to fix. That's a very expensive building. I know. It, it reminds me of, like, I want a full... I want, like, a movie or a TV series of entirely without heroes um, of just, like, roommates, like, describing all the, the shit they gotta go through in the Marvel Universe with their cars being destroyed because Iron Man, like, took off from, from like, standing on it and burnt the giant yeah. holes in it. And, like, the Hulk, like, like um, the Hulk destroyed their office building so they've been to work from home for, like, the last three years. Well, remember, there was even, there was even that uh, comic series, what was it called? damage control or something yeah yeah it was, it was it was about the group of people who were directly responsible for going in and fixing all of the stuff superheroes destroyed during their fights yeah and i was like what a clever idea i, I don't think the comic series really went anywhere but I, I i almost want more of that ground level stuff for how much bullshit uh, uh people have to put up with just like just like wake up to do your office job and be like sorry the avengers did what with a whole city <laughs> yeah i i also feel like uh They've really dropped the ball, or maybe they. I, I there's. I still haven't. I, I don't know why I decided to watch She-Hulk before Miss Marvel. I really should have watched Miss Marvel first. Um, but I don't know if they address it in that. But like, they've never really brought up the fact that like when they snap people back into existence, like tons of people would have remarried, and like had kids with someone. You know what I mean? Because they're like, well, my spouse is dead. Yeah, I, yeah. It's it's been five years. Like that's a long period of time. Eventually, people are gonna get over it. Like people get remarried within like months of their spouse dying now. <laughs> so it's like give them a couple of years. So I, I feel like there should have been more stories about people coming back and being like, "What the fuck?" I just want just imagine someone's life like waking up, making coffee, and being like turning on the news and being like, "Hi, welcome to NPR Hourly News. I'm Lakshmi Singh." But yeah, the the. <laughs> The the Avengers um, uh, combating uh, a, a a robot that they themselves built <laughs> like flew into the stratosphere with an entire Eastern European city and then dropped it. 
<laughs> and you're just like, Ugh, oh, gas God. is going to be expensive for a while. <laughs> exactly. Like, I, you, you, have to, you have to imagine the stock market in the MCU is like, trading at one point <laughs> and gas is $27 a gas <laughs> like, because just everything of course I guess Tony Stark's invented there's probably like a webcam outside like Stark Tower and like every time like Tony like takes off from the pad everyone just starts selling all their stocks like, yeah. he's gonna blow something up everyone just... <laughs> get rid of your bitcoins and, you know what I'm, uh, I'm keeping my stock in, in the Munich airport I, I can't imagine yeah. Who would destroy around. the Munich airport? Who would, des- who would destroy the, the Leipzig airport? <laughs> it's, it's, it can't possibly happen. Um, anyway, uh, uh, ultimately, for sure, if you're listening to this and you and you haven't done a rewatch in a while or you don't want to do a full rewatch, uh, Civil War is is worth returning to. Good, a- a Solid action, great superpower coordination, uh, a storyline that actually matters, and really good performances. Yeah, yeah, I, I highly recommend uh, going back and rewatching it. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, it made me remember, like, I, I in rewatching it. Sometimes when you go back and watch some superhero movies, you're like, huh, I remember that being better when I saw it before. And this one, I was like, boy, I don't remember it actually being as good. Yeah, as I actually, I liked it more. Yeah, for sure. For There's sure. a couple of like silly parts, like the pulling the helicopter by Captain America's just fucking pecs. You, that part's a little silly. The weird you meant, scene you, where they're you running meant hot. super fast. You meant hot, right? Yeah. Oh, don't get me wrong. I was rock hard. But <laughs> I was like, this this erection's a little silly. Uh, <laughs> I knew sure. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that should just be it. No context, no picture of Captain America. The hell no, I, I want a little. I want a little illustration of you shrugging, and then just a word bubble that says, "This erection's a little silly." <laughs> All right, guys, get ready for another t-shirt. New shirt. Lie. New shirt. New shirt. <laughs>